this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive on Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. Good morning. Some of you might know me. My name is Brennan Edwards. I'm a sophomore at North Hopkins, and I've been in this church for about seven years. And today, I've decided to talk with you all about the concepts of perseverance and forgiveness. And with those ideas in mind, I've decided to read the story of Jesus healing the paralyzed man. So, if you would, Please open your Bibles to Luke 5, 17 through 26. One day, Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee, from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately, He stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. This story begins with Jesus teaching in a room of a house who had by this time gathered enough of a reputation to gain crowds of not only followers and listeners, but also Pharisees and teachers of law. Some men wanted their paralyzed friend to be healed. However, it would be impossible to carry him on a mat through that crowd. To illustrate this better, I have never been a very social person whatsoever, and I've always loathed crowds. So now, I imagine a group of people trying to wade through a crowd that was possibly shoulder to shoulder, all while carrying a full-grown man on a mat. Nightmare become reality, for me at least. So, the friends decided they would carry him onto the roof and lower him through the ceiling tiles. I doubt there was a convenient open space to drop a man through in front of Jesus, and I know that if I knocked around wooden dust trying to cut a hole through someone's roof, the owners would probably kill me. When Jesus saw them, he forgave the sins of the paralyzed men. At this, the Pharisees and the teachers questioned him, for who can forgive sin but God alone? Jesus, in response, asked them what was easier, 
to forgive a man or to tell a paralyzed man to walk. And after he forgives a man, he tells a paralyzed man to walk. The man does so, and everyone is amazed. In my 15 years of life, I believe I have some experience with perseverance. For example, I'm a member of the Marching Maroons and there are at North. There are days when we are out there in 90-plus weather for three to eight hours on our feet for most of that time that I want nothing more to do at that very moment than to go home and crumple up on the couch and be done for the rest of the day. However, I did not. I persisted. And as such, I got to experience what it was like to gain a family and create something beautiful with them. Something I could not do alone. And so, the first thing that stands out to me in this scripture is the men who, one, carried a full-grown man on a mat, and two, lowered him through the ceiling for the sole benefit of their friend. It was through their determination to that they got their friend healed, and not only healed, but also forgiven. He was able to walk. However, if you noticed, the friends themselves were not forgiven. The friends did not gain anything. The friends broke through someone's ceiling for their friend, and they persevered for the sole sake of their friend. The friends sacrificed for their friend. But I think that the friends did gain something from that sacrifice, because their perseverance and sacrifice paid off. And I believe that perseverance and sacrifice for the sake of another is perhaps one way that we can see God and encounter him and learn from him. And so I think truly that through the friend's sacrifice, they got to encounter God both in a physical and spiritual way, and the friend was healed but also forgiven. And with forgiveness, if you would read again with me verses 21 through 25, the Pharisees and teachers of law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easy to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. And so, like the friends broke through a presumably innocent man's ceiling to heal their friend, Jesus, with the words, Friend, your sins are forgiven, broke through the very separation of man and God. Keep in mind that at this point in Jesus' life and teaching, he had not established publicly that he was the Son of God. So the Pharisees, teachers, and listeners just witnessed someone perform who they thought of as no more than a healing man of God perform an act that was only considered possible to be done by God himself. And so, understandably, they were confused, perhaps even angry. But Jesus, in his beautifully simple way, asked, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? And after that, he told a man he was forgiven and he told a man to walk. Jesus here showed the crowd a few things. First, he is the Son of God. Second, he can perform miracles. 
But I think perhaps most importantly that if a paralyzed man can walk, then I, then you, can be forgiven. One of the things I pride myself on is that I am, or at least I like to think I am, a talented martial artist. Through all the countless hours I have poured into it, I have learned many lessons. One of which being, it doesn't matter how hard you try or how talented you are, once you're out of breath, you're out of breath. You'll slow down, become tired, and your muscles will scream and tear with every movement. But I fought through it because at the end, I wanted to see myself at the end of class having become better, more knowledgeable, and stronger. And so I think of these friends carrying their roof, carrying their friend on top of a roof, cutting a hole through it, and lowering him down for his sake. And from that, I learn, as well as the rest of the scripture I learn, what I want you all to learn is this. When your muscles do tear, or your friend becomes heavy to carry, or when you are out of breath, Jesus is there to offer you vision, grace, and rest, so that you may persevere and break through whatever it is you are facing, and find God and learn from Him along the way.